0: Our main text is Job chapter 42. We are reading verse 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Maybe I should make it easy. From verse 12 to verse 17. (laughs) Let's not try to make it too fancy now. And I'm reading from the NIV Bible. It reads as follows. The Lord blessed... The latter part of Job's life more than the first. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand donkeys. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. The first daughter he named Jemima. The second Kezia. The third Karen Hapuk. Nowhere in all the land were they found women as beautiful as Job's daughters. And their father, this is a good father, granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. He knew what equality is here. No discrimination. Verse 16, which is the theme of what we're talking about. After this, Job lived 140 years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. Verse 17, and so he died old and full of years after this I want to use that phrase after this because when it comes to the book of job and the experience of job you'll understand that expression after this after this he lived 140 years Bible scholars tell us that when he got attacked when he went through tragedy he was about a hundred years old and on top of that hundred years old God added another hundred and forty some say he may have been 70 years old and God added another hundred and forty so this brother lived to at least 210 years old after this after what not only did he live to 210 years after this But even when he died, the Bible says he was full of years. Even when he died, there was a lot more in him that he had. The book of Job is one of the oldest books in the Bible. And it's of course written about Job. When you read it, we note in this book Job's perseverance. We note his unwavering faith in God. But we also note the sudden suffering and the pandemics that befell his life. As you read, you note how Job went through times of frustration and even times of doubt. The Bible identifies him as a man from the land of Uz. That's in chapter 1 verse 1. And verse 3 it says, he was the greatest of all people in the east. Verse 1 says he was a prosperous man, a blameless man, an upright man who feared God and shunned evil. But in spite of all of this, one day Job got under an attack. Suddenly a pandemic came upon his life that shut everything down, threw everything out of control. In fact... When you read in chapter 1, we see Satan lobbying God and suggesting to God that God would strike Job, take away all he has. And God says, hi, corner! I'm not going to do that because that is my nature. You go ahead. You do what your nature is because you are a thief. You are a killer. You are a destroyer. Touch his life. Touch what he has rather, touch everything he possesses, but don't touch his life. And so Job said, of course, this man knows if you were to take away what he has, he will stop being righteous. The only reason this guy is worshiping you, coming to church, following you, is because he is financially profitable. God says, let's not argue. Go ahead, test him, see what happens but don't touch his life. I want to show you, Baselana, that there are times when we go through attacks that we shouldn't look at ourselves and try to check if there's something wrong that we did. In fact, there's a day when God, Jesus, spoke to Peter and he said to Peter, Simon Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. There's a time when Satan, Baselana, Abba to test you and he wants to move things around in your life. And Jesus said to Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail you. Note, he didn't say, I have prayed for you that the devil shouldn't come. He didn't say, I have prayed for you that you shouldn't get attacked. He said, I have prayed for you that when you get attacked, your faith must not fail you. Can I hear an amen? goodness, we have been through so much, through many things. Throughout this pandemic, we've seen people's lives being lost. Families losing two, three people. We've buried so many people. People losing their jobs. Uh, businesses shutting down. But in all of that, Bazalana, thank God that God has been gracious to us, that we have held on to his name in spite of all that. Can I hear an amen in the house? And so, from verse 13, the Bible gives us a blow-by-blow blow account of the attacks that Job had. Read it with me from verse 13, and I'm reading the New Living Translation. It says, one day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were playing with the donkeys and feeding besides them. When the Sabians raided us, they stole all the animals and killed all the farmlands. I'm the only one who has escaped to come and tell you. I almost added the bad news. <laughs> While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and bent up your sheep and all your shepherds. I'm the only one who has escaped to come and tell you the bad news I'm adding. While he was speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaldeans, raiders, have stolen your camels. They've killed your servants. And I'm the only one who has escaped (laughs) to come and tell you the bad news. While he was speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and your daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's home. Suddenly, a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. And I'm the only one who has escaped to come and tell you the bad news. Now, note verse 20. Job stood up. He tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head, fell to the ground to worship. Ah, my goodness. Fell to the ground to worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb. I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming god the niv reads in verse 22 in all of this job did not sin by charging god with wrongdoing job experienced a sudden attack from nowhere but in spite of that he stayed true to god in spite of that he kept on worshiping and his faith eventually tri- triumphed over all adversity and he was finally restored everything that he had lost. So it brings us to that verse that we are reading. And the Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life than the first. And verse 16 says, after this, Job lived 140 years and he saw his children and children's children and so he died old full of years after this. I want to prophesy to somebody this morning that after this pandemic, after what we have gone through, you will see what God is going to do in your life. Because God is the God of after this, we see time and time again, people going through problems and challenges, life being torn, things been taken away from them, where it looks like they will never rise again. But I want to tell somebody this morning, after this, God is going to raise us up. And by the way, that's the theme of our conference. After this, this whole week, we're going to learn what God's going to do after this. Hallelujah. Throughout the Bible, we read stories of the faithfulness of God. Where God brought his people back on their feet after a major attack or after a major tragedy or after loss, after pandemic, after a delayed promise. God is a God of after this. And I want to go through a few Bible characters and show you what was their characteristics and what these women and men did during their time of trouble. And what they did is what led to the after this. See, when you go through trouble and you walk away from God, you will never know the after this. When you go through tragedy, and you stop praying, and you stop worshiping God, you will never know the after this. When you go through challenges, and you stop reading your Bible, and you stop being faithful to God, you will never know you're after this. But these men and these women that I'm going to read about, they also had. they are after this. First of all, we see Job. The Bible tells us he lived to be 210 years old. He saw his children. He saw them to the fourth generation. Even when he died, he was full of years. You see, Job, when he was attacked, the first thing he did, which is an important thing you must learn, is he learned to be a worshiper of God. Job learned that even if things get taken away from me, I am still going to worship my God. See, during this time of lockdown, there are people who have turned their back on God. They walked away from God. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you lost something. But this is not the time to walk away from God. This is the time to hold on to God. Can I hear an amen? 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 The second example of the after this is Abraham and Sarah. The Bible tells us in Genesis 18 that God visited Abraham and Sarah after he had promised them to have, that they will have a child. Just like many of God's promises, the promise seemed to take longer than what they were expecting. There are many people who become discouraged because it looks like what God has said is not going to happen. It got to a point where Abraham and Sarah got so old that the Bible tells us they were so old that even their time of childbearing had elapsed. But God being God, God being the God of after this, just when people were about to write a story about your life, just when people were about to put a full stop on your life, just before they write your obituary, God shows up with the after this. So in Genesis 18 from verse 6, it says, God visited Abraham and Sarah. And when he visited, Abraham sees these three men. Verse 6, Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, Hurry, get thee large measures of beast and flour. Knead it into a dough. Make some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the head, chose a tender calf, gave it to his servant who quickly prepared it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and the roasted meat, and he served it to the men, and they ate. And Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. Verse 9. Where is Sarah your wife? The visitors asked. We know it was God. Where is Sarah your wife? She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I love this one. I will return to you this time next year and your wife will have a son. God is a God who will return to you at a set time. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. And Abraham and Sarah were very old by this time. And Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, how could a worn out woman like me enjoy such pleasure? Especially when my master, my husband is also so old. Oh, she didn't know that God is a God of after this. Just when they put an expiry date on your life, God comes back and he brings back a new season. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. And Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh." But the Lord said, no, nah, you did love. So after their old age, after time had lapsed, God brought the fulfillment of the promise. Some of you this year, you had to pack your dream and put it on the side. And maybe some of you have already concluded that it will never happen again. But I'm here to tell somebody that after this, after this, after this after this. Say because when God comes back, he brings life to that which was dead. When God comes back, he brings back to fruition that which was dead. Can I hear an amen? Amen. We read about Joseph that God had given a promise. God had told him he's going to rule over his brothers. But you all know the story. Instead of that happening, he ended up in jail. He ended up serving Potiphar. He ended up being treated as a slave. But because Joseph remained faithful to God, he came out of prison. And now he is serving in the king's palace. And we pick up the story in Genesis chapter 45. This is when his brothers, who had come out from famine, had traveled all the way to Egypt to go and get food. They didn't know that their younger brother that they had sold whom they thought was dead, whom they didn't like, they didn't know that in spite of what they had done, God had protected him. And so here they come, they are in need of food, and they are being brought in to this prince in Egypt. They don't know who it is, and they, they are surprised to have an audience with such an important person. And Joseph is with his brothers, and he asks all the other people who were with him in the room to leave Only for the brothers to remain as they were. Verse 1 of chapter 45 of the book of Genesis. Just find it. It says, and Joseph could not stand it any longer. There were many people in the room. And he said to his attendants, out, all of you. I'm reading the New Living Translation. So he was alone with his brothers. Then he told them who he was. Then he broke down and he wept. He wept so loudly the Egyptians could hear him. And word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They stumbled to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said. So they came closer and he said to me, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourself for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years was last for five more years and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. Can I hear a good amen in the house? After they had planned and plotted, God came through for Joseph. Even after all the scheming, after they've lied about you, after they have taken you out of the job, after they've taken away what belongs to you, after all of that, God is a God who's able to bring. What do we learn from these women and men? Number one, we learn this, that first of all, bad things do happen to good people. But if you remain faithful to God, there will always be an after this. We see it in the life of Job. We see it in the life of Joseph. Good as they were, bad things happened to them. Secondly, we learn from these women and men that when you don't understand the season that you are in, keep your mouth from saying foolish things and denouncing God. Instead of saying foolish things, denouncing God, walking away from God, you mustn't do it. When Job was at the height of problems, even his wife advised him to curse God and die. Even his friends advised him to curse God and die. Maybe some of you, because of what you have gone through in your families, your friends are telling you, this thing of yours is not working. This praying thing is not working. This church thing is not working. But look at them and tell them, you know what, my friend, after this, after this, God will come through for me. The third thing we learn is like like Abraham and Sarah. Even when you start out in unbelief, because there was a time when they didn't believe what God said, if you will learn to correct yourself and trust God, in spite of the bad way you started, God will bring about an after this. The good thing with God is that if we make sure we make the necessary adjustments and we come back to the right place, God will always make sure that it comes through for us. Number four, we learn as well. Like Joseph, if your dream doesn't get fulfilled, immediately wait for it. Because if you don't wait for it, you will never experience an after this. If your dream doesn't come true, learn to wait for it. Because God is not a man to lie. God is not the son of man to change his mind. God will make sure that what he says comes to pass. Lesson number five. Learn from Joseph not to allow yourself to sink into bitterness and resentment when you are mistreated. Many people choke God's dream for their life because as you go through the difficulties of life, there will be people who will inflict pain on you. They will say things you don't like. They will treat you the way you don't like. And if you give in and you sink into a spirit of bitterness and resentment, God will not be able to come through for you. Listen, even if they are mistreating you, you show love, you show acceptance, you show godliness. Because when you do that, you invite God to show the after this. Let me close with this. God restored to Job, the Bible tells us in verse 12. Twice the number of livestock than he had before. All this came in his latter life. He was more prosperous in his latter life than his first life. God gave him material things, restored all kinds of things. Job's grief over the loss of his 10 children was also relieved somehow because God gave him 10 more other children. And interesting enough, seven guys, three daughters, some translations say it was 17 children. So we are really not sure how many. Could be 10 or 17. There were these three girls. That he gave special names to. And I want you to know, when God gives you your after this, when God gives you your after this, he's going to give you these three girls in your life. Note, he names the first one, gives her the name Jemima. This name Jemima simply means a dove. This name means one that has come out of calamity. In other words, after this, God will give you a season where you come out of calamity. Just like the peace that a dove represents, God will give you the peace that passes all understanding. And then the name of the second girl was Kezia. This name Kezia is from the, the, the ingredient called cinnamon. Cinnamon is used to bring perfume in your life. Watch this. If you will not allow yourself to get into the bitter and this bitter smell and the bad smell of bitterness, and you allow yourself to walk in love, God will cause your life to be a sweet-smelling perfume after this. Even if you went in the tragedy with all difficulties and pain, God will make sure that you come out of it smelling sweet as perfume. Can I hear an Amen. And the name of the third daughter is Karen Hapuk, which means the horn of eye paint. This is they used to take an animal horn and they would use dye in that animal horn, and they would put dye in it and put it on the eyelashes or the eyelids to make people to be more attractive. Watch this. After this, not only will you have peace and joy, not only will you smell good with the anointing of God? But God is going to make you to have favor. God will heap up his favor upon you and God will give you these three experiences in your life after this. And so I want you to know today, as you note what God has done, as you look at your life, remember that the God who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. And after this, God will bring you through. I want to pray for you, some of you who still feel discouraged where you are. And you still feel like maybe life is not worth living. I want to encourage you to know that what you have gone through is not the end of everything. After this, God is going to bring you through in a powerful way. Right where you are, at home. If you want to invite Jesus, a savior and Lord in your life. You want to say, Jesus, come into my life. Be the Savior. Be the Lord of my life. I want to pray for you. Let me pray with you now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this, your child. I bring them before you now. Jesus, come into their life. Be the Savior and the Lord of their life. Change them. Transform them. Make them to be new creatures. We thank you that you are a God of after this. I pray for those who have been in pain. Those who have been in sorrow, those who have gone through difficulties, I pray that you touch their lives in a powerful way. Bring them out that they may know that you are a God of after this. In the name of Jesus.